reading is from Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11, and has the heading of Jesus is tested in the wilderness. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I'll give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. Where's he going? There are battles which have to be fought alone. Come on. For it is written in the scriptures, 
He has commanded his angels to take care of you. They will carry you up in their arms before you even hit your foot on a stone. The Messiah! The Deliverer of Israel! You shall not put your God to the test! You shall not put your God to the test! Is that you? Jesus, Lazarus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my sisters have been arguing. Well, they'd said they'd seen you at the Jordan, but it was days and days ago. <laughs> Martha and Mary. Well, I'm longing to see them. So that was uh, from the film The Miracle Maker, um, the, uh, the tests from the devil in a slightly different order because that was based on Luke's gospel which has those tests in um, the, um, the other way around a little bit to Matthew's version. But um, you see what Jesus faced in the desert. I wonder if you've ever been in a wilderness time in your life. Have you ever faced temptations? Have you ever been uh, in the desert? metaphorically or literally Do you know the blues musician Robert Johnson uh, was uh, such an influential figure and the story goes that he got so good on the guitar so quickly that everyone wondered how did he do it and the story began that he'd gone down one night to the crossroads and met the devil and encountered the devil and sold his soul to the devil and in return the devil had made him really good at music <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, another example of someone who encountered the dark side, and what did he do? He gave in. Star Wars, so he could become Darth Vader. What do we do when we encounter evil? What do we do when we encounter temptation to use power for ourselves, for selfish means? Jesus, we're told, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus was led by the Spirit. He's always led by the Spirit. Always led by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit to heal. Led by the Spirit to preach. Led by the Spirit to withdraw to be with Father. His whole life just led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and we heard um, last week about how Jesus was led up the mountain to be transfigured. And the voice came from heaven saying, This is my Son with whom I'm well pleased. Well, that voice had said the same thing earlier when Jesus was baptized. And that happens just before his time in the wilderness. He gets baptized. And uh, he, he the, hears the voice from heaven. My son, my beloved, I'm so pleased with you. And the Spirit comes and rests on him. Led by the Spirit. Have you ever felt like God's abandoned you? You're in a dark place. Maybe you feel alone. I had that sketch earlier, not alone, but maybe sometimes you've felt alone. Maybe during COVID, that was a lonely time for you. I know COVID's still with us, but you know what I mean, the pandemic. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Do you know, um, God is still in charge, although 
Jesus is to face this time of testing with the devil. He had to go through this period of testing. And actually, throughout the scriptures, there's other people who have a similar experience to the Apostle Paul had time in the wilderness. Moses also had time in the wilderness before his ministry was effective. Lots of people find that as well, that they have to do this. Saint Anthony, back in the early church, uh, went off and battled with demons in the desert. Then he eventually, after years and years and years, comes out of the desert, heals the sick, preaches the gospel, boom, 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 then goes back into the desert. (laughs) That's Saint Anthony. Martin Luther had spiritual battles with the devil. I wonder, have you ever faced temptation? Have you ever felt um, a struggle spiritually? So Jesus takes this time to fast. And we think about this passage at the start of Lent. Has anyone given up anything for Lent? What have you given up for Lent, Cliff? What have you given up? You don't have to tell us if you don't want to. You did stick your hand up though, didn't you? Coffee until this morning, until he came to church. So that's four days. Well done, my friend. <laughs> so church led you into temptation. Did you give up pastries as well? Oh, no, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so well done, coffee. That's a good one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you gave up bread. Right, well, there's pastries there. There's pastries. So, you know, uh, it is a good time to think about giving ourselves to God. That's the whole idea as we approach Easter, these weeks up to Easter, the season of Lent, what do we give up? What do we want to do to consecrate ourselves to God? Jesus fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights. You know, some fasts are just during the day and then at night time you eat, but he fasted 40 days and 40 nights and then he was hungry. Of course he was hungry. The tempter came. If you are the Son of God. Now notice what the devil does there. He puts in the question Jesus' identity. He's got the voice of the Father ringing in his ears. You are my son. I'm well pleased with you. Yet, although Father knows what's going on, he's not felt in the same way as he would have been 40 days earlier. Do you have those times where it feels like God's not there? And then the questions come. Really? Really? You Christians, you think God loves you really? You think you're so special? You think you're really a child of God? If you are the Son of God. Same in the Garden of Eden, wasn't it? The serpent comes to Eve. Says, Did God really say, You won't die? Don't be silly. Putting into question the words of God that we know to be true in those times of temptation and times of testing. Maybe it's all in the mind, you might say, but actually the questions come. If you are the Son of God, the devil wants you to question your identity as a beloved child of God. Make these stones to become bread. Now, Jesus was not anti-food, okay? Let's get that clear. He turned bread. Uh, He multiplied it, didn't he? He was often to be found at feasts and at people's tables, having dinner with people. In fact, people said, well, well, you know, he's just eating all the time, you know. He's not anti-food, but at this point in his 
life. It was not a time for eating. It was a time for fasting. And he knew, this is what God has wanted me to do. He was led by the Spirit. Have you been led by the Spirit to do something? And it's right for you. You're not saying it's right for everyone. But for you, before God, this is what you've got to do. You've got to just follow this call. Oh, not such a big deal. Just follow the call. Follow the call. And so he's tempted to, of course he can, because he's the Son of God, turn the stones into bread. Of course he can. He can, he can feed the 5,000. Of course he can do that. But no, it would be for selfish ends, selfish satisfaction. You know, when you have some kind of power, it's the temptation is there to then abuse that power, to use it for your own glory, to use it for your own ends. And when you um, are faced with a position of authority, a position of leadership, there is always that temptation to bully others or manipulate or push people around or just do something for selfish. Oh no, it won't matter if you just you know, lie in your own pockets, whatever it is. There is that temptation. But Jesus answers, it is written. It is written. Where is it written? Where is it written? Deuteronomy. Thank you, Professor Davies. You took, you got like one step ahead of me there, but um, for those who are not as clued up as you, it's in the Bible, right? <laughs> Deuteronomy. Which chapter though? Come on, where were you? Ah, got you. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, you're right. Deuteronomy. In the scriptures, it is written. You might not be feeling it always. You might not be feeling the love of God. You might be sat in church this morning and saying, everyone else is singing hallelujah. I'm feeling, uh. But it is written. It is written. Hold on to the words of God. What is written down? What he says about you. Got these posters that... Patrick's done for us, and we're going to leave these up for the season of Lent. What God has done on the cross, Jesus Christ has died for us. I know this to be true because it's written. God loves me for the Bible, tells me. It is written. It is written. And it was in Deuteronomy. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Those times where everything else is stripped away. I want to ask you, who are you really? When, when everything else is stripped away, you know, when you you not got the distractions, you not got stuff to do, you not got imminent things on the agenda. What does it really come down to? If people say. Who we are really is who we are when no one else is looking. <laughs> At this point, Jesus, no one else is watching. Crowds aren't there. It's just him. Face with temptation. It is written. I depend on the word of God. Depend on the mouth of God. 
Oh, if it's written, well, then I can quote the Bible as well, the devil says. And he quotes Psalm 91. You could throw yourself down off this temple and, and God will catch you. Because, you know, you're the son of God, right? It is written, isn't it? <laughs> the devil can use the Bible. He can pull things out of context. He can, you know, you can basically make the Bible mean what you want it to mean. Even if that's not what God is saying. I heard the story of someone who read the, he read about Daniel in the lion's den. I thought, that sounds great. And he went down to the zoo and got in with the lions. The lions attacked him. But I thought God was going to protect me. Sometimes it's possible to do things and it's not out of faith, it's out of presumption. It's, oh, well, God will bless me anyway. Oh, well, God will protect me anyway. I could just do whatever I want. But it's not faith. It's presumption. No. Don't put your God to the test. He does test us, but we don't test God. So Jesus replies, it is also written. Don't put him to the test. Guess where that's from too? That's from Deuteronomy. And then, as we saw on the screen, all the kingdoms, all the world, all their splendor, I will give all this to you. Now we know the devil does have authority in the world to give power. But he is the father of lies. So, you know, when he's promising something, don't believe him. We had the marriage sessions that we did just uh, recently. And on there, it talked about the price tag that comes when you have an affair. And at first, it seems like, oh, it's not going to cost you very much. But that's a lie. Because in the end, you find out it's going to cost you everything. You're going to lose everything. The devil lies. That's what he does. It's his language. I'll give all of this to you. And maybe... You know, maybe he could, but you've just got to bow down and worship me. You've got to bow down and worship me. Worship the Lord your God, serve him only. Guess where Jesus is quoting from? He's quoting again from uh, Deuteronomy. Jesus was meditating on those chapters in Deuteronomy, chapter 6, 7, and 8. And that's when Moses was in the desert with the people of Israel. But they weren't there for 40 days. They were there for 40 years. And they did give in to temptation. But Jesus didn't. Then we're told the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. He could have called on the angels earlier. But no, it wasn't the right time. And then they came and attended him. He's led by the Spirit into the desert. And then the angels come in the end. We're told that Jesus is able to sympathize with all our weaknesses. He's been tempted in every single way as we have too. Yet he didn't give in. Maybe you have given in. Maybe you have given in to temptation in those dark times. I want to speak over you at release. <laughs> because Jesus has compassion. He's able to sympathize with your weaknesses. He loves you. Maybe we've given in in those dark moments and we feel shame. You see, but Jesus has been there too. And he wants to release you from your shame. 
Maybe the devil wants to point to you, yeah, but you did this wrong. Yeah, but you did this wrong. And he'll use it against you. But Jesus says, yeah, but I've been there too. You are free. Because I face testing. There are those times where we feel like we're in the wilderness. But Jesus will meet us there. I was thinking what to call this sermon series. I was thinking of lots of flashy titles. <clears throat> and then I just thought, let's call it Encountering Jesus. Just keep it simple. And really, that's I think the call, just to keep it simple. Today, what is the call? The call is just to meet Jesus. Just to encounter Jesus. The more and more I read the Bible, the more and more I study, the more I realize I don't really have much of an answer, but I do have this. It's all about Jesus. There's a, an awakening, uh, an outpouring that's been happening in the United States in a, on a university campus, Asbury. And uh, it's uh, started, you know, just kind of not that big, but then it's grown and grown and grown. And there's like 15,000 people coming every day just to worship because God has been pouring out his Holy Spirit and people have been encountering him just in this month, in this month of February. And uh, I checked a little bit, a bit of it out on YouTube, and you know what? There's so nothing fancy about it. There's no big speakers. There's no massive worship band. They haven't got all the lights. There's no smoke machine. Well, it might, might, might help. But, uh, you know, it's just really nothing special. It's just young people who are hungry for Jesus. And guess what? God has showed up. God is pouring out his Holy Spirit. Thousands of people coming because they're hungry for Jesus. People are fed up with the fake. People are fed up with you know, posturing and posing and fancy stuff. They just want Jesus. There is something different. I believe when we have the opportunity to Express the love of Jesus to those who might be in the wilderness. There is great power in those small acts. Might be a cup of coffee at the cafe. <laughs> Could be a word of kindness on the street or in your workplace. Jesus in the wilderness. In this relatively affluent area of Pembury, there are many people in a wilderness. Jesus comes to them. He can come in you and through you. So let's be a church that are led by the Spirit. He might lead you into some funny places. Might lead you down some unexpected roads. Jesus is with you. So I'd like you to invite you, if you're able, please to stand. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Showed up on the park bench with his angel.
someone in bereavement shows up for you shows up for your friend for your neighbor wonder if you ever feel weak if you ever feel helpless and you think oh I could do with a bit more clout a bit more power actually we're supposed to go in our frailty and our weakness because then we rely more on God when all is stripped away it's just all about Jesus so I just want to speak the name of Jesus over us all now speak the name of Jesus over us all just the name of Jesus because in his name you are saved in his name there is peace in his name there is freedom from sin freedom to be who God's called you to be he is Jesus he is Jesus Holy Spirit we welcome you set our hearts on fire with love for Jesus if there's anything I've said that's just a lot of rubbish Lord we just let it fall to the ground all eyes on Jesus he's the one he's the one who went to the cross for us he's the one who faced temptation in the wilderness he's the one who walked the walk that we walk so he can know what it's like he's the one who is not unable to sympathize with all your weaknesses he's been tempted in every way Yet he's gone before us into the wilderness and he's gone before us into new resurrection life. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Just give some space in the quiet. Holy Spirit is moving. The Holy Spirit is speaking to your hearts. some chords quietly is that alright just before you do the final song he's ministering the Holy Spirit is ministering in this place you want to take up the offering we can do that sorry Andrew I totally forgot <laughs> well Sam forgot Sam forgot phew it wasn't me for once it wasn't me <clears throat> Holy Spirit is work away freedom in his presence. Sense the tug of heaven. Just let him pull.
He might be calling you to be an ambassador for him. What an honour. He might be calling you to be a fool for him. What an honour. It's all for him. All for his glory. rejoicing once again into these doors in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen